0: House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff did what? Declined to say whether the House will subpoena former National Security Advisor John Bolton. In an interview on CBS News' Face the Nation, Schiff chose not to comment on the House plans to subpoena Bolton, who was previously said he would testify in the impeachment investigation of Donald Trump, after the Senate voted against calling
1: witnesses in his trial. Shift's words. Well, I will say this: whether it's in testimony before the House, or it's in his book, or it's in one form or another, the truth
0: will come out. Bolton worked as a key advisor to Trump, who was close to the president's dealings with Ukraine. And the New York Times reported that a manuscript of Bolton's book said Trump told him about four hundred million dollars in aid to Ukraine. All right, let me just say this, people, real quick: this whole. John Bolton gonna save the day nonsense you know, <laughs> I, you know I, <laughs> I, I, I really and truly don't buy into it I mean come on What's my name? Harry Jokes? Come on. Seriously? <laughs> John Bolton is gonna save the day. The man can't even shave his damn mustache. He can't even <laughs> 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 He can't even wear a decent mustache and you know, I'ma think that he's gonna save the day, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> this guy looks in the mirror every day. <laughs> you know with this albino tarantula (laughs) this albino (laughs) caterpillar on his lip he got a broom on his lip (laughs) you know exactly a witch's broom is on his top yeah (laughs) a witch's broom (laughs) And he think that looks good. And you put pl- you, pl- you betting on him to save the day. What is wrong with these uh, people?
1: He wakes up in the morning, looks in the mirror, he's combing the beard. He's like, I'm getting closer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting wiser every day. When this guy, this is the same guy who
0: wants to make his mustache a beard. What the hell? You, know you know think he's gonna save the day? Think <laughs> of the mentality of the person who look at that thing every day and say, I look good. Let me tell you something. John Bolton <laughs> wake. Up every single morning. God. Look himself in the mirror, brushes his hair, (laughs) and shaves around that thing that he calls a mustache. (laughs) (laughs) And he tells himself, I look good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready for the world. Exactly. Anyone who will walk out the house with that thing on their lip. It's not going to save you, Democrat. Stop. It's bad
1: if he conditions it.
0: <laughs> Even the color. The color of it decided to quit. Oh, man. I At one point, that thing was black. It just said, a, mm, I can't do I it can't this. Do this. <laughs> you know how bad it is he can't get his glasses to stay on his damn nose because it's like, get rid of the thing below me. You got me looking bad. <laughs> He thinks it's cute. Yeah, exactly my point. He thinks it's cute. He think it's y'all. This is gonna work. They're gonna remember me. Yes, not in a good way. When your when your top lip look like a tiki bar, that's you know a problem. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> What is wrong with this guy? <laughs> John Bolton's gonna save the day. The Democrats are on crack. <laughs> oh, man. My God, my Lord. David Axelrod used to run around with a crazy mustache back in the day, too. I think Barack Obama's like, David, Uh, that's not gonna work anymore. <laughs> uh, you're gonna have to put a weed whacker to that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Say yes, we can. Yeah, you <laughs> saw so, David Axelrod; he shaved it off. He used to have this mustache. It used to make him look like a '70s reject porn star. <laughs> wow! <laughs> <gonna need> you <laughs> for this <What>? Wow! Stop. <laughs> wow! <laughs> 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 wow, Entire porn it stars off. in politics. That's <laughs> <something, huh? laughs> and I'm going to tell you right now, if you're here, if your it's gray. Stop with the damn shoe polish. I got enough. Yo, for real. <laughs> enough. <laughs> enough is enough. It's different, Joe. Oh, it's different, all right. You're wearing shoe polish on your chin. Knock it off. <laughs> but it, it just doesn't stay on my skin, you know? The girls like it, you know? Like, you know, you're laying up in your bed sheets are black and your pillows are black. You're waking up with scars on people's face. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> it's a different of Joe. It's not like that, man. <laughs> it's terrible. You're walking around with shoe polish on your chin? What the hell is wrong with you guys? Is this seriously? <laughs> you don't want to face reality, dog. You said it hit different. <laughs> and the other ones, oh, my God. Oh, that's not even talk about uh, the fellas with the rake over. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> God. You have to go there. <laughs> it's like you part your head like half an inch above the your <laughs> airlope and just rake it over all the way to the other side. <laughs> Who are you fooling? They say don't no slick it, lick it. <laughs> oh my God!
1: <laughs> what country club you went to, bro? <laughs> really?
0: Where did you even get that? <laughs> <laughs> if you slick it, lick it. <laughs> 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 That sound like a golf course, a I'm golf course know.
1: conversation. What well, you caddying know what? What are you talking about? That's what they do. <laughs> oh, no, Daryl, you know what they say: if you slick it, lick it, man. Yeah. It looks great.
0: That's right, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Worth oh. my Go ahead and call four when you swing that club. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Another one was Michael Steele, but that old that sit off there with a damn ca- caterpillar on his lip? I don't even get that. Oh I don't God. get the whole mustache thing. Like I said. But I understand there was a time, but geez, there was a time. And then there was a time we wore bell bottoms, too. You don't do that no more, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> bell bottoms a platform was a thing. But we don't do that. <laughs> my high school class president looked like a young Michael Steele. Well, you no, looked like a Michael Steele there, you know. <laughs> I'm getting ready to put you on blast. Here we go. Alan B. Thorn. <laughs> <laughs> It's a Republican thing, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if Alan a Republican. He might be. Who knows? Nah, but, you know, Axelrod was a Democrat. Okay. Well, is a Democrat. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know why Hillary Clinton, speaking of Democrats and Republicans as mm-hmm. a uh, uh, strategist, I can't figure out why Hillary Clinton didn't just pick up the raging Cajun to run her campaign. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Robbie Mooker and John Podesta, man, they just messed up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Big time You just
0: messed up You needed the raging Cajun out there You got comfortable <laughs> you down right like, Look up the raging Cajun That's all you guys put in there oh, him. James Carver, damn it The raging Cajun, I'm telling you right now He's like, he look like an alien, but don't play with him <laughs> <laughs> He comes out here, he tell you one thing nah, i will going tell you right now He's a diehard Democrat Mm-hmm and his wife is a die-hard Republican. As a matter of fact, she was working for Bush. He was working for Clinton. Bush Senior, that is. Man, James Cobble. Hillary Clinton, should have. he should have rolled with him.
1: That would have been smart.
0: Yeah. He's a sharp one, are you kidding me? He's the one who put Bill Clinton in there. She got comfortable. Keep in mind, Bill Clinton had a sexual scandal going on <laughs> Like I don't know what the heck you're talking about. This guy happened to be a good governor from our old state of Arkansas, and he's going he to take care of the country. America don't care about all this stuff. America only care about how they're going to do the, the kitchen table issues, the kitchen table issues. Like, who the hell's sitting around the kitchen table worrying anymore? You sit now on the, on the internet worrying. <laughs> <laughs> James Carver, man, he had this... The he was shit. doing a little rake over for a little while And then I don't know what happened One day he just woke up and said You know I'm going bald I, I'm just going to have to do the old Raise it to the head game mm-hmm. <laughs> It was gone and He never looked back You know what Remind me of him? Another Joe Joe Chance. <laughs> yeah I see it Joe the wee guy yeah. I see it You don't see it? I see it Well uh, you know it's a radio right? People can't see you You're not in your, your, your duck head over there
1: <laughs> Welcome to the 21st century For radio as we knew it Is over
0: oh, This ugliness continues Moving forward That's right Yep. <laughs> and of course we have in the building uh, Attorney Cynthia Jennings From the uh, Hartford, Connecticut area uh, She is a Civil rights and environmental Attorney Which um, In one angle I could say uh they go hand in hand because uh, when your civil rights is stepped on (laughs) you know you you end up in a bad environment Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, but Cynthia uh, attorney Cynthia Jennings as I said she is civil rights and environmental explain that a little to me Uh, what what made you Connect those
1: two. Well, when um when I lived in North Hartford, where most Black people live, uh huh, um I lived near a landfill. Oh, okay. And the landfill had strange odors coming out of it, but we never thought it was dangerous. The um the landfill operator decided they were going to expand the landfill. They were going to spend thirty-four million dollars and expand it, but it smelled so bad that we were opposing it based on the odors alone. And what happened was, and this is
0: over time, it just started expanding more and more.
1: No, this is. They decided they were going to double the size because now they'd almost reached their height limit.
0: No, because, but I'm talking about the smells. The oh, smells we smell. Yeah.
1: Mhm. Yeah. The yeah. smell. The smell was. The smell was bad. Uh-huh. And um, you could smell it from the highway. People's eyes watered when they drove by it. it, uh, and, it and you used, guys were living there. Yeah, we lived there.
0: And were you guys, I don't mean to interrupt, but I wanted a little details. Were you guys experiencing the running of eyes and that type of stuff, or is it that you were immune to it at that
1: point? Well, no, we didn't. The odors were bad, but what what we realized that really, you know, set me off and a few other people were that <laughs> every black man on the street closest to the landfill was dead but two, and they had died from cancer. Whoa. And we had nine people on my street that had died from cancer. We had cancer clusters where black men were affected more highly, heavily, than anyone else, mm. so that's what I mean. Most of us are still running around with PTSD because we we. Went I can't off. imagine. And when they talked about expanding the landfill, that's when we started investigating. There was a, uh, our our um, director of health was Dr. Mark Mitchell, mm-hmm. and he was also a public health expert. And he came from somewhere else, and he he really started doing investigations into what was going on with that landfill, what the odors were. And finally, ultimately, we had the landfill closed down after about 20 years and hmm. capped, and, um, and, and now they're under a 30-year closure plan where we, they also have to watch it for 30 years, and anything that happens, they're liable. But what we did was we started doing with all— when, when we started investigating the landfill, we found out that we had at least 10 other environmentally risky facilities that were causing um, the, a reduction in life expectancy for the people in Hartford. And um, right now, we're 20 years, our life expectancy is 20 years shorter than people who live in Greenwich or Westport. Mm. So it's a big difference, and there's, and it had a very serious impact on the lives of people. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the highest um, asthma rate in the country at one point, mm. and um, Dr. Mitchell found that out when he was giving camp physicals to our children. And the f- asthma was coming from the fact that they buried the land in my end of town, and then they incinerated the... Um, the, the um, garbage in the puerto rican end of town so we were getting double doses of 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 poison
0: my goodness so where does it stand right now uh, you said one is closed is both facility closed or is just just one of them
1: no no actually the um landfill is closed and capped and okay. they cannot put anything else in it and um now they have um 450 solar panels on top and they have a bird sanctuary i okay. mean it's a, it's, it's a fairly new environment, but you can't put people there. And the water underneath that landfill and the aquifers underneath will never be drinkable again, even with treatment. Mm-hmm. So we've lost a major water source in the event that we needed one. So there was
0: an aquifer under that. Yes. See, oh, this absolutely. is the thing that a lot of people don't realize. The way water runs, you know, sometimes, and the, like if you look over at a big body of water over there at Jackie Robinson School or yep. King Robinson mm-hmm. here in New Haven, over there by Southern, you have this huge body of water. And it's amazing to me that no one even questioned, where the hell this huge body of water come from? Well, a lot of it comes from an accuturve, which is water that's running hundreds of feet below the surface of the, of the ground, and they find its, uh, its weakest point, and the pressure of its moving from north to south pushes the water up. And it's, at its weakest point is where you get the larger bodies of water. Mm-hmm. And that creates these, uh, these ponds or so. So if you have people dumping, that's going back into the water supply. Now, aquifer. this is the problem that they have in California because we like our almonds so much. In order for almonds to, to grow, you need a lot of water. So they were, I guess you could use the term fracking water into these fields. And now you have big bodies of land that just collapse because the water that was under it. It's no longer there. They just suck it out of the ground. Now they're starting to recycle that water. And, you know, these are the things I I pay attention to. And I'm not even an environmentalist in the slightest. I I don't see myself as one, but I probably are one because I pay attention to it.
1: We should all be environmentalists because our very lives depend on it. I I was one of the co-founders with Dr. Mitchell and a few others of the um, Connecticut Coalition for Environmental Justice, Mm -hmm. and part of what we had to do was make sure that the most dangerous elements did not come into our environment. So I met with um, a bureau chief at the um, Department of Environmental Protection, Mm -hmm. and he told me, he said, Cynthia, you can't clean up all the air. Mm -hmm. I said, well, what can we clean up? He said. The only, you said you can take mercury out of the landfills, out of the um, incinerators, because mercury gas is a neurotoxin or a nerve um, poison. Mm-hmm. And it causes... Could it
0: break down what's a neurotoxin?
1: Right. Well, uh, right. A neurotoxin is... No, uh,
0: not, not everyone. You see, uh, us liberals or Democrats, I like to say, we like to talk like we're pilots from 30,000 feet. Sometimes we got to land the field. We gotta land a plane. Like I know what it is. Mm-hmm. You say neuro and right away I know you're talking about the system. Right. But we gotta break it we gotta keep breaking this down. Right. To make sure everyone understands.
1: Right. And so what you're talking about is a substance, mercury. You know how you had the mercury mm-hmm. thermometers, yep. Yep. the silver Absolute. mercury. We used to play with it it. Is yep. Days. Put it in
0: our tongue. Put it on. Well, yeah. Yes. Well, Although we should not have.
1: <laughs> right. Well, fortunately, if you put it in your mouth, it won't. It really won't evaporate. It'll just come through your body. Mm. But if you breathe the vapors, where they were putting these vapor, they were putting these the mercury into At the landfill. What they told her and she bought it. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. Go ahead. All right. We put the mercury in the in the <laughs> landfill and and or in the inside. Incinerator, and once they light it up and burn it, it's like nerve gas back in the day when they were poisoning people, okay, with nerve gas, biological warfare. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what was happening to us Mm. when they burned it in the incinerators, and the incinerators are always in the urban centers. I bet you have an incinerator here in New Haven. I'm pretty sure you do off the highway. Leave my city alone. Oh, I'm (laughs) sorry. You no, had the, ori- the original Mount Trashmore here. <laughs> yes, know? we did. And a lot yes, of times what they did in Hartford, and they probably did it in New Haven, too, us, took it and built public housing on top of it, and then people start dying and getting sick, and you don't realize that that public housing is infected, affected by the bacteria, the viruses, the poisons that are in the in the um, in the ground that they um, build the housing on, mm-hmm. so then you can do an um, you can do a study and just find out what was there before they built the property. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and that will give you an idea of whether or not this property is safe for people to live on or not
0: you know right outside in michigan i recall back in the 80s they were touting this mountain of trash where they would take your trash dump it and there's this place in michigan i can't remember exactly where it was i'll always remember where this town it's a small town but they took everybody's trash they put the trash in, then they put three feet of clay on top of it, and then they have more trash and they put another three feet of clay, another. But the only thing that they were concerned about were the seagulls that came around because trash is there and their water not too far away. And they were able to pay for their own fire, um, firehouse and all of this stuff. And, they, and I was like, oh, you know, uh, that sounds good. But you're talking trash. We're talking some non-biodegradable products that are actually there. What exactly are you getting? And then a few years later, they, there was a follow-up on it. The whole town was practically a ghost town. They started building mansions on this thing. And then the next thing you know, the story disappeared. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> then again, you realize there's affluent people who probably got refunded to move. You know, who knows? You know, Because we're talking doctors and lawyers who were living in this place. Who knows where the heck and I've been I've been trying to find that story for the longest now for a good and you know every once in a while you find something and it's just uh, dear to you and you, you and to me I just want to know more about it
1: well in Hartford I know um, there was a, a push by the legislature when I started opposing, I mean, literally opposing them building, um, keep it, continuing to uh, maintain that landfill. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize the bigger danger was the trash incinerator. Yeah. Okay. But when I started opposing the landfill, the reason I was opposing it was because um, there was a there was someone in power who voted to have to uh, allow the um, the landfill operator to dump low-level radioactive waste in our landfill without a permit from DEP for 2 years and that's when i moved away from where i lived i moved into that legislator's district and i said you know what i can't live around my i can't live in my house anymore i lived there for 40 years I can't live there anymore because now they're putting low-level radioactive waste in, and there's there, 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 there's no re- permit required. So I said, so I'm moving into your area, your neighborhood, and I'm running against you for your seat. Oh, and okay. did you? Yeah, I did. I did, didn't win. I lost by 118 votes. But,
0: but at least you gave him a run to let him know that he
1: never ran again. He said he lost too much hair and too much weight running <laughs> against me. <laughs> but now I'm, his son is in his son is in power here though, and his son is is, is okay.
0: Okay. Shout out to Attorney Cynthia Jennings. She's with us. We have a space right here in the Hamden-New Haven border uh, that uh, back in 1989, there was a uh, tornado that came through. And it came through over there on the, right in through the Newhallville area uh, where the, the, by Putnam Street there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Category 4 tornado came through. Tore up everything. Yeah. But it was not until, I would say, like four or five years ago that neighborhood truly recovered because one of the things that happened in the process was there was a landfill not too far from it. They didn't know. No no one was paying attention to it. They actually had a school on the landfill. They actually had to shut down everything over there, do a lot of land cleanup. It it was a total mess. Homes had to dig down something like three feet, take out the ground and everything. It wasn't until three or four years ago that they finally recovered from that Tornado that came through in '84 in uh, 89 because the land over there and a lot of the properties were messed up because of that landfill. So these things have long term effect, is my point. 1989 to 20, uh, I would say 2015, 2016 was when it would finally finish off with the cleaning out of the land or something.
1: Right. And landfills, landfills remain active for 30 years. That's mm-hmm. why when we closed the landfill down in Hartford, we had to have an agreement from the landfill operator that they would be financially liable for that landfill for 30 years until it was no longer active. And they have to maintain- Now how a, do
0: you know it's 30 years before it's non-active? I'm just curious. I'm,
1: because you you just mark it from the time that they stopped dumping garbage in No, and, no,
0: I'm saying, but how do you know that it it takes 30 years for it not to be that? Because that, that is there Where's that study coming from? That's my point.
1: <laughs> That's a good point. but um, Because you know, I think
0: it's longer. That's just my opinion. Oh,
1: it, it probably is longer. Um, but what happens is they have to monitor it, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of the um, testing, the air quality. Mm-hmm. They have to um, do re, um, methane gas uh, recovery systems. Mm-hmm. So they take the gas instead of they used to torch it and the, they just burn it off. Mm-hmm. But now they, they recover it and they use it for gas to heat buildings, heat the, um, the public works yard and things oh, okay. downtown.
0: You see, I have this thing about always follow the money. Whenever you want to know, you know, you know the truth, ask why and follow mm-hmm. the money.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And when you say 30 years to me, that, that sounds too close to the money. That's the average fixed mortgage. See, people don't, you know, you see, now, mm-hmm. so where's the bank covering? I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So when you said 30 years, my, ting, 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 my mind just started oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Why 30 years? Right. Why not 35? Why not 40? Who's covering whom? I don't know.
1: Well, bottom line is that. I got to the point where I mean, they literally threatened my life because you're, course, you're dealing with you're the dealing trash with industry, right? You're dealing with the trash and <laughs> yeah. you're dealing with money. Yeah. So I, I had someone who called me after I was opposing the landfill for so long, and I would—I mean, I, my people were out there. We were out there stopping traffic. <laughs> we were out there demonstrating. I mean, we were really—we were—we were doing this for to save the lives of the people who lived around. Exactly, there.
0: because there are those who just think that oh, they're, they're animals.
1: Right, but if you look around your community, mm-hmm. if you live in a, in, a, in a town that's largely black and Latino or mm-hmm. largely black, People it doesn't are, uh-huh. matter if yeah. you're poor or rich. Right. They did a study called Toxic Waste and Race. Yes, and, and yes. It was I think done I, by, the, um, I think, the United I, Church of Christ. And
0: I saw that there's a documentary out on something like that. Mm-hmm. I, it was like five, six years back. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Right.
1: And that study showed mm-hmm. that you are more likely to live near an environmentally risky facility if you're black mm-hmm. than any other, any other um, measurement. It doesn't have anything to do with how much money you have. Correct. Rich blacks live near these environmentally risky facilities. These facilities are sited in our communities and have been for years. Mm-hmm. Right now in Hartford, we were fighting because 77 towns plus New York City dumped their garbage in Hartford. And we fought to keep. I I know what we fought to keep a, a Fresh Kills landfill open in New York because they wanted to close and put their put their dump their garbage in Hartford. And We absolutely oppose that. I'm bringing
0: and, your New York rats up here.
1: <laughs> Oh my God! We already have our. They multiply own too quick. Please, you have no They're idea. <laughs> but, we, but the thing is, the fact that now seventy towns still dump their garbage in Hartford, mm. and now they want to build a new trash incinerator in Hartford, and um, close down the old one. The old one broke down um, last year for about nine months, and they had three, three um, feet—not three feet, three. Stories of Garbage... Thrown all over, and when I went over there, um, rats had burrowed into the ground. Oh no, yeah, cold. they, well,
0: they and, find that when well, they right. find that trash is food, heat,
1: right, and anyway, near
0: water, man, they, they forget about it, and they're not moving; they're multiplying.
1: No, and well, they are moving because they moved into um, they moved into Weathersfield Avenue area. Oh. they moved into the the richer areas. They moved into downtown Hartford, and now you know our our mayor says, "Well, we'll get another rodent control specialist." I said, "No, you better get ten million dollars a year from." That incinerator operator and make them pay for the the damage that they've done to this city because they are making a, like $700 million a year yeah. um, taking that garbage in and burning it in our city. And, and our come laws, up with 10. That's right. That's right. Come up with come up with 10 just it, to deal with the rats. It really? Right. And really the other thing is don't build another one here. Mm-hmm. And so now we're at a point where they've already put the the um, RFP out and they've already... listen
0: I'm Please, I apologize for interrupting, but based on where I'm understanding uh, this is southern, you say closer to Weathersea, that's southern Hartford? Right, yes, okay, yes, uh, yes. Now, what is the big, uh, that big mountain there when you're going up towards the airport, you put, just past Hartford, it's on your right hand side. That's the landfill. That's the big landfill.
1: Yeah, when I was a kid, yeah. it was a hole in the ground. Right, exactly. Now when we I was used- Right. I used now to work have in a mountain. Oh, okay. I used to. I, I'm talking about in
0: the 80s. I don't recall that big old thing being there. No,
1: it was not. Uh, it,
0: that's why every time I'm going by, I'm like, when did this mountain come here? Mm-hmm. Is that trash? Is that a lake And because they have grass on it now.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And
0: does. I, I see the sprinklers. By the way, mm-hmm. I, I, saw some sprinklers or something that was giving irrigation of water out there At one time. I saw that and I was like. Why is that so hot over there that they need sprinklers or something? You <laughs> right, know? exactly. I start
1: asking I ask strange questions, you know. <laughs> well, you know what, and, it, and every one of us should be an environmentalist because every one of us breathes air. Every one of us drinks water. Correct. Every one of us are, are facing the poisons that are coming out of these, um, these mountains, and we don't even know what's in there.
0: Correct. So these man-filled, uh, man-made mountains, I'm always questioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at what's going on in uh, Kentucky. In the coal industry, it's m- less riskier to borrow into the ground to pull out the coal. So what they'll do is they blast off mountains all the way down to nothing. But they have to move on those big caterpillar uh, equipment. They move the mountain from one area to the next, suction all the coal out of it, and create another thing. And then of course, you know they plant grass. So you'll never really know what's going on. You know, uh, I, I pay attention to all this stuff all over the all over the country, whatever it is, because this is the stuff where people say there's no climate change mm-hmm. what's your stance on that
1: well on climate change yes that um that we're in deep trouble look over look look at what's happening not just in our country in Australia right look at what's happening in Australia
0: you know I have someone over here who who was arguing with me that uh Australia did not stop by climate by climate change it was stopped by people uh actually lighting uh fires and my pushback is like But nothing will burn if you didn't have all this dry vegetation.
1: That's right.
0: You know, and that's the part about it. You know, people just hit these headlines, these, you know, and they run with it.
1: I know when I was on Hartford City Council, my I had I, I chaired the Environment Committee, mm-hmm. and that meant I was in charge of Public Works, um, Parks, and the Environment. Mm-hmm. And my concern was that there was so much parkland in Hartford. Keeney Park is huge. Yes. And the fact that there were no water hydrants anywhere in the park. So if that park <laughs> wow. went down, North Hartford was going to go down, which is where Black people live. Wow. So I said, no, you're going to put some fire hydrants in the park somewhere, mm. and and they, they said, we don't have the money for that. But eventually, they put fire hydrants in the park. There were no fire hydrants around the landfill. Now, mm. that place is going to burn. Of course. There was a landfill fire when I lived there. My son called me, that was why we moved. He called me and said, Ma, don't come home, the landfill's on fire. I said, are you kidding me? I didn't know what was in there. That's when I put my kids in my car, and we drove to the other end of town and moved in over there. <laughs> and overnight. I ran that man. That's right. My st- I didn't even take my furniture. I just got in my car. We lived three days in my car before we got a place to live
0: oh my Wow! you were committed to that
1: i was not gonna die breathing and you know what one of my friends called me and he said his name is jim monroe and he said cynthia you are jim a-
0: who used to run uh the up there on our uh, main street yes. it? Yeah, yeah okay yes. Used to run jim this. called
1: me yeah and um he said cynthia you're such an alarmist um he said you're because i was calling everybody it, i said get it, out of there the landfill's on fire and then he called me the next day he said come by and look at my house he, and I walked over there it was, hey, it was his Ed, office uh-oh. and um, all these dead sparrows were on his 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 porch uh-huh. 3 weeks later he dropped dead yeah yep i remember 3 weeks later and that was a good friend of mine and then i went right back into my ptsd because <laughs> he died and he never ran from that <laughs> landfill that fire and um but the birds that flew through it died mm. and and he showed he, he he told me to come by and look at his porch so, My
0: God! Now let me ask you: With all your activism that you're doing, uh, was it? Uh, were you carrying a? Uh, were you a lawyer at the time, or you were just being <laughs> no? Active?
1: I didn't become a lawyer until I went to every single law firm to try and get them to fight that landfill, and every one of them told me they couldn't do it. That um, that they were um under contract with the landfill operator, ah. and the Hartford City Council had signed a contract that said they could not join the residents in the event of an environmental suit against the landfill. So, you know, we ended up bringing, well, the Justice Department came in because they literally thought there was going to be a war in Hartford, <laughs> which there was if they didn't come in because we were turning off our, our cars, stopping traffic on the highway. So said, let these people coming in here breathe this air and see what we suffer. And so, and we were, you know, a lot was going on, but we were really trying. And then we brought How, how the, long
0: ago was this? Bring that student. Oh, my
1: God, this is about 25 years yeah. ago. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, well, well, I recall when Jim died. I mean, it was like.
1: Oh. God, it was like losing a legend because he was
0: yeah he was also part of the black and hispanic caucus uh yes well, uh, right the
1: greater Hartford business development and he yeah. was greater um the greater oh it was the um the the greater harford black democratic exactly right that used to come together across the state and actually run politics in the state well we that's when we were anymore. really
0: heavily involved i mean the thing about it is nobody wants to be involved at that level anymore i was in my 20s i was like 22 23 heavily involved. I mean I, I don't see why not, but but then again, you know, we found a reason. You know, we had a reason then. All my friends who hung out with me on the streets we were like we still were involved in
1: politics, we were still fully away. That's right. And we, sh- we need to actually pass that down to our children. Oh yeah. To make sure that they get involved because if you don't get involved in the politics, they're gonna sell land around you and let them use it for, for purposes that can kill you and your family off. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a family that was living next door to a, um, a, a, this transformer mm-hmm. and it would keep clicking off and you could hear it click off and then everybody in the house died from cancer. And then the next family came along, black family, bought the property, moved in, nice house. I went up to the door and I said, you know, everybody in this house died from cancer.
0: <laughs>
1: wow. I did, I told them. I did said, they move? I'm not. Yeah, of course they moved. Uh, okay. they, moved and, but they moved, but they moved, but not before. You know, one the woman that was in there had cancer already. And, she's, and they, they had an investigation, and then you never heard that, that, that transformer go off anymore. They, they fixed it. Whatever it was that, that was putting out electromagnetic fields from that transformer, mm. they fixed that.
0: You know, uh, oh. just yesterday I was speaking with someone, you know, uh, and I looked this morning, and I see, see my guys here, they're doing well. I, I, <laughs> corporations the next level. They waited, and I'm not going to jump specifically on this company because a lot of companies are doing these earbuds, these wireless earbuds that I see these guys running around with. I'm not playing that game. Uh, I hate to be an alarmist, but I am Joe. Why I'm not playing this wireless stuff. It looks good, it feels good, but you're playing with your life. If you ask me, I don't know if you remember, uh, Reginald Lewis. The corporate of Bet- Batrice uh, Well he was the first black Corporate Raider of the 80's He played the game on Wall Street Like everybody else was were playing at the time T-Bone Pickett, Carl Icahn uh, Warren Buffett All of these guys were doing the same thing That he was doing um, Frank Lorenzo, I can name the list of them all the Mike Milken, the Chunk Bon King the whole, All of these guys But he dropped dead and one of the things they said was him and that cell phone constantly to his head. Now, I'm quite sure technology has advanced a lot since the 80s. But when you look back and you see Reginald Lewis, how he passed away, yeah, to me, you couldn't get a Bluetooth near me. I mean, I did it for a while, but when I said, like, what am I doing? I was done with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I go cycling, and I see a lot of these guys, they they pass me, and they're all in there. You know they got their wireless, and they look at me because you know I got the cord hanging from me because I'm still using my head. Because you know you want to play music when you're riding, you know. So you got your music on. You don't want it too loud because you want to hear traffic as well. But you know you're listening to your music, and people just—I don't know—people just get so comfortable.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, even with the cell phones, yeah, and and it's not a good idea to put them up to your head, your ears. My brother was a, um, a, a police um, sergeant in Bloomfield, Connecticut. And he ended up, because he had the um, radar the radar, the radar detector yeah. on his shoulder, he ended up getting a big tumor in front of his ear. He had to have it removed. He well, look at microwave.
0: How was microwave uh, invented? Uh, wasn't that something about, if memory served me right, I think a state police officer or something like that, microwave, uh, a candy bar? Yeah a radar detector. Right. Don't be playing around.
1: Right, and those things can fry your brains. I have a doctor. Um, Not a radar
0: detector, excuse me, but a speed radar, that's what I'm right,
1: talking Right. Right, yes. right, right, ra- right. And the thing is, I have a doctor who, um, Dr. Um, Yvette Whitten, mm-hmm. and she's in Madison. She's a black female doctor, and she's a naturopathic physician. She she her office is where you can't even get a cell phone call. Okay, <laughs> I start losing power. So, hey, Maya, every time I go to your office, I can't get a. Cell nah, phone, I don't play okay? that. Right, <laughs> but um, and she doesn't. She sleeps on something, some special kind of um mat yeah. that she says that that. Takes away the electromagnetic um, waves. Mm-hmm. She's very careful about that. And she's very, she said, she told me, she said, do not charge your cell phone in the same room you sleep in.
0: Yeah, I, I hear that a lot. And, mm-hmm. you know, people, we sleep right next to it. You know, we sleep right next to our cell phones. Yeah, you know, um, some things I got to say, what don't kill, don't fatten. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I can't stay that far from my cell phone now. You're making me a little nervous now.
1: But, but charging in another room. Yeah, I charge can charge it in another room. Yeah,
0: I don't trust the charging in another room. I might have to jump up in the middle of the night and make a call. You never know. Well, yeah, it
1: could be more dangerous. You can break your neck trying to get to the exactly. cell
0: phone. Exactly. It start ringing. You start running off. I'm talking with the attorney Cynthia Jennings. I always wish if I have more time with you because... Every time we converse, uh, it's always something that you just hit that just takes it to the next level. Like, I, last time we spoke, I didn't even know you were an environmentalist attorney as well. Let them know where they can get in contact with you.
1: Okay. I'm in um, Windsor, Connecticut, but I practice all over the state. My practice is almost totally limited to in, environmental, uh, not environmental, to, to um, civil rights violations, employment civil rights violations. If mm-hmm. you're on the job, people are discriminating against you based on your 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 national origin, your race, your color, your, um, your gender, whatever, orientation, right, what, whatever any it is. protected yep. class you think you're being discriminated against, that's when you call me. And that's when I go to work. And we can have a consultation so you don't, you don't have to go in and just pay for something you don't need. Mm. We can talk about what your case is like and then we can decide whether or not you need representation, mm. okay? And um, a lot of people are losing their jobs. They have the um, Old Girls Network now. They're yeah. replacing the Old Boys Network. Yes, correct. And um, this these Old Girls Network is taking out black women. Right and left and black men too. They're not playing. Okay, if the black men don't join them, then they're out too. They're not playing. Right. We have to recognize that we must be in charge of our own organizations. We must be in positions of power, and we must use that power that we have. If we're a commissioner and we're, and our, our agency has a history of discriminating against blacks, you need to step up and, and deal with that. Well, look, I know there.
0: someone who claimed that they were Latino because they had uh, Latino descent in them, and they became a powerhouse. Uh, and as soon as they got in the position, uh, they leaned more to the white uh, recognition. As soon as they came and got into power, they moved their company headquarters where Latinos can't even get close to to even get employed. I, I know that for a fact.
1: Trust me. Pack it up.
0: Move the company headquarters away from, I mean, this person is in charge of shop, to that level. It's always great talking with you, Attorney Cynthia Jennings. Thank you. Having you down here is just great.
1: Thank you.
0: I know we didn't talk about your employment uh, uh, discrimination uh, background this time. We talked about environment. Last time you were here, we did that.
1: Well, let me just say this about the um, employment when I tell them, if people are discriminating against you on the job, my, my motto is, you too can sue. <laughs>
0: yeah. I like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> you too can sue. You too
1: can sue. Tell me, what is your name?
0: Ugly!